guys welcome to episode 37 of swiftcast we are so excited to be having our first full episode of 2014 we have exciting stuff in this episode and we're really excited for another great year for taylor so this is steph ashley and Haley. first before we get started into the new and exciting news for 2014 we want to just give you a quick update about our contact info All right, so as you guys know, we updated some of our social media accounts and contact methods a few weeks ago, and one of them has changed again. Sorry, so we wanted to give you a quick recap. Our email address is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com, and you can always find that email address on our website or in our Twitter bio. Now, our Twitter is back to what it was before, at SwiftCast13, and I promise we are not changing it again. It is SwiftCast13 forever. We're never changing it, like, ever. Our website is theswiftcast.com, and all of our contact methods and all of our account links are on our website, too, so you can always just go to theswiftcast.com for everything. And iTunes, nothing has changed there. So if you have been subscribed to us in the past, you're still subscribed. And if you haven't, you definitely should because we have some great episodes coming up. But if you accidentally put in swiftcast13.com, it will take you to our website anyways. So basically everything's fixed and you should have no problem finding us. But if for any reason you can't find any of our accounts, we're always on Twitter at SwiftCast13 and we'll always reply and help you out. So a couple other announcements. Um, you may have heard at the very beginning of this episode, we had an awesome new theme song playing. And this is from the winner of our theme song contest. Our listener named Sydney wrote us the amazing song called Sweeter Than SwiftCast and we love it so much. And this is going to be the song featured in every episode at the very beginning. And her name will also be in our end credits. And she also won the Ours single CD. So congrats to Sydney. And thank you guys for participating in the theme song contest. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. We hope you like the song. And the version that you heard on this episode is actually the shorter version. There is a longer extended version, which maybe one day we'll release as a bonus surprise. So also speaking of contests, as many of you may know, we've had our contest going on for about the past month to win the red zip-up hoodie, which was our product that we got for the 13 Days of Taylor. So later in this episode, we are going to be announcing the winner, so definitely stay tuned for that. But before that, we have a lot of exciting news and things to discuss. Now that we've recapped our news, it's time for Keeping Up with Swift. So our first little piece of news is what Taylor did over the holiday. It looked like she had such a great time. She posted a photo of her and her brother Austin sporting matching flannel pajamas for Christmas. And she FaceTimed with Selena and Demi Lovato. Selena was actually with her and they were talking to Demi. So that was pretty cool. And Taylor got to hang out with Abigail and Haley Steinfeld. And Haley's boyfriend on New Year's Eve, so that was really cool. So there's a whole bunch of photos that they took, so if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. And Meredith photobombs in one of them, so it's cute. 
Another thing I was going to say about the photo of Taylor and Austin on Christmas, they were also wearing the Rockstar Ronin monkey hoods, which are from the Ronin Thompson Foundation to raise money for cancer, childhood cancer research. And you can actually buy that same exact one and have the proceeds go to their foundation. It's at rockstarronin.com. And I know that Maya, Ronin's mom, was actually really, really happy when she saw the picture of Taylor and Austin wearing them. So if you want to look like Taylor, definitely go buy one and help support childhood cancer at the same time. Another piece of exciting news that happened at the end of the year is Taylor was named the Tennessean of the Year. Uh, she was recognized because she's had such great musical success in 2013. And she was also recognized for charitable efforts in Tennessee, such as donating money for the Taylor Swift Education Center at the Country Music Hall of Fame and for donating money to the Nashville Symphony on her birthday. So congratulations to Taylor. It's a well-deserved honor. Taylor has been really busy just jetting all over the country in the past couple of weeks. She was in L.A. right after the new year where she was going to a bunch more dance classes, which everybody is still so curious what she's taking dance classes for, and we'll have to see. And... She spotted around LA, she did some grocery shopping where she looked like a supermodel, better than any other person I've ever seen in a grocery store. Did you guys see the candid photos from that? Yes. Yeah, why can't anyone cool like that go to, like, the stores I shop at? I loved her shoes, and then I found out they were almost $700, and I was sad. No big deal, just her casual grocery shopping shoes. So that was um, in the first couple days of January, and then... Taylor and her brother Austin went over to New York City where it was rumored that they were looking at some homes. So her and her mystery yeah, man. Her mystery man, yeah. Austin Swift. <laughs> Had to giggle over that. Um, and then now she's back in LA at the Golden Globes tonight, which we're gonna talk about a little bit later in this episode. Definitely. Well, we kind of mentioned Taylor's like seven hundred dollar shoes. Kids is coming out with a new spring line. Yay. Yeah, And those are more affordable to us. <laughs> Just a bit. Yes, I can afford those. Some of the designs are floral and chevron pattern and, of course, polka dots because Taylor love her, loves her polka dots. And, you know, different bright and fun colors. So, so many Keds. I know. I hope she keeps coming out with more every season. I'm never going to get tired of them. I want to buy all of them. I have three. I have the original Red Keds. And then one of the summer ones, it's, like, bright pink with little, like, bows and hearts and, like, dog faces or something on it. And then I just got the black velvet ones with rhinestones for Christmas, but it's so gross outside that I won't be able to wear them until the spring. But speaking of Taylor's shoes and expensive ones and less expensive ones, our friend Jamie at Taylor Swift's Closet just posted that she found, she tracked down the pair of shoes that Taylor had been spotted wearing into the dance studio, and they're actually only $15 ballet flats. Nice. I bet they're all sold out. No, actually, they're like a common pair that I guess a lot of people wear for dancing. Like, they're not even from a designer. You can just get them on Amazon. So you can go to taylorswiftscloset.com, but I forget the brand. You can have those shoes of Taylor's. So in other exciting news for the end of 2013, Taylor was once again named on Forbes' list of 30 under 30 for music. And she's been on this, this list several times in the past. So we're very excited for her. 
Uh, she also had the eighth highest grossing tour of 2013, where her tour grossed $131 million. Rolling Stones has an article explaining that Taylor is leading the rebounding concert business, and Taylor actually tweeted about this article today, so if you haven't already checked it out, definitely do so, because even with Taylor's lower-cost concert tickets, she's still just dominating the concert business. Well, it's funny because in the article they were talking about how concert ticket sales had gone down in or like the recent years and they just went back up. I feel like it's if it's a year that Taylor's on tour, concert ticket sales are going to be through the roof. And if it's a year that she's not on tour, overall it might be a lot lower. I can see that. Yeah, that's definitely true. In 2012, she only had a few dates in Australia and a, a few other international ones. So it would make sense that that year was down compared to this year. So Taylor was also on the cover recently of UK magazine Maverick. And in the magazine, she talked about her upcoming UK tour, which is in February. And she talked about one of her favorite topics being a role model for her fans. She talked about Meredith, the giver, the Taylor Swift Education Center. So if you're in the UK or if you can track down a copy of that, definitely check out their latest issue. Now, something really cool is Taylor won the People's Choice Award for Favorite Country Music, and this was the fourth consecutive year that she has won this award, so it's really cool. Go, Taylor. And we'll make it number five next she year. She wasn't even there, so awesome that she still took home an award. Yes, and we also, speaking of awards, want to congratulate our friends Matthew Berry Nate Rabbits and Jay Sodenberg for winning Best Sports Podcast at the Podcast Awards, which happened right before the People's Choice Awards. So the Golden Globes were tonight, and unfortunately, Taylor did not win for Best Original Song. She was, of course, nominated for Sweeter Than Fiction, and the award ended up going to Ordinary Love by U2 from the movie Mandela, The Long Walk to Freedom. So congrats to them, and it really is an honor that Taylor was nominated when you think about how many movies and how many songs there are, and then only four or five even get this nomination. And for a movie that hasn't even come out yet, so I feel like that also sort of put it at a disadvantage. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, it was great to be nominated when she wasn't even, this movie hasn't even been released in the United States. It's not set for release until February 7th of 2014. So definitely go check it out to hear Sweeter Than Fiction at the end credits. And our last little piece of news is the Oscar nominations are going to be revealed this Thursday, January 16th. And we will find out if Sweeter Than Fiction has received a nomination. I hope it does. Me too. I think we all do. I think it will be tough competition, but I think she definitely has a shot. And now that we've wrapped up with our news so far for this year, we're going to move into our mini segments where we ask you all to tweet us your Swifty problems or it feels like a perfect night hashtags and we read them. So if you're new to this, always feel free to tweet us and we will be happy to read them on our next episode. Our first submission is from at like I'm 22, wanting to own all of Taylor's greeting cards, but they're $5 a piece Swifty problems. Ashley has this problem. Oh, yes. I haven't bought any in a long time because 
the stores near me don't have them, but whenever I do find a store that has them, I sometimes go crazy. It's tough to find them in stores. Um, so then if you have to order them online, they're even more expensive, but you want to buy them all, which makes it tough. I haven't even found most of them online except for a few on eBay. What do you guys do with them? Do you, like, put them on the wall? <laughs> well, <laughs> right now they're in a box. My sister gave me one and actually wrote in it, but... No, I just have all of mine in... A... Well, right now they're in a Wonderstruck box, and eventually at some point, since they're all, like, pretty small, I want to put them in frames and make a sort of, like, gallery wall thing out of them, but that's a pretty ambitious project, so they're in a box. It's <laughs> a good idea, though. That's I like, like I have this picture in my mind and it's like, who knows if I'll ever actually do it, but I think it would be really cool. Well, our next one comes from Taylor Updates 12 and she says, it feels like a perfect night to watch Taylor Swift win Best Original Song for Sweeter Than Fiction at the Golden Globes Awards, which was sad because she didn't. And along those same lines, at S-B-O-G-U-E 13 also said it feels like a perfect night to watch Taylor win a Golden Globe. And like we said earlier, we're sad she didn't win, but really excited she was nominated. And we'll talk more about that later. Our next one is from at Taybell1213. Her Swifty problem is not knowing whether you should keep your eyes open or just close your eyes. (laughs) I love that. That's a great one. Our next one comes from our friend at Ash438. It feels like the perfect night to watch Journey to Fearless. It's always the perfect night for that. And then speak now. Yes. And we're still waiting for Red, Taylor, just in case you're listening. Right? Or Andrea. Uh, our... We want it. <laughs> exactly. Or Andrea. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, our, our next submission is from at Evans and Potter, whose Swifty problem is Taylor never tweets fans for literal years and then starts retweeting them in 2013. Very true. Yeah, she's definitely done amazing things with the fans this year. Our last one is from at Taylor is Amaze, and it they say it feels like a perfect night to jam out to Taylor in the refrigerator light and listen to Swiftcast. Thank you everyone for your submissions, and as we said earlier, keep them coming and we'll be happy to read them on our next episode. So as we mentioned earlier, tonight was the Golden Globe Awards, and that's going to be our main discussion tonight. We were all really excited about the awards. I'm still excited about them. So we were hoping to just talk a little bit about the night and, and what we liked and, and just anything and everything about the Golden Globes. Um, so I, I'll start with Taylor's outfit. I, I thought her dress was just amazing. When I first read, I first heard she was going to wear red, and I was a little bit thinking, oh, another red dress but then when I saw it on her I was just floored she looked amazing yeah when Kelly Osborne said that she was texting Taylor and she said that she was gonna be wearing a Carolina Herrera red dress you know everyone exploded and they were like google searching everywhere and I'm just I'm really excited with the outfit she brought out because it was more of a pinky side of the red spectrum than like dark red which switched it up a little bit and I love that it had the black top at the bust 
And Haley, like you mentioned, I loved how the whole fandom just immediately went searching for any po- the potential dresses it could be. It was so funny. We had a picture of three possible Carolina Herrera red dresses, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And the one that she wore was the one I was hoping she was actually picked out because that was my favorite amongst all the ones I saw. Me too. In addition to Taylor's outfit... I really have to say the other people's outfit that I loved, one, Jennifer Lawrence, her simple white dress was so amazing. She looked great. Um, She looked amazing. Um, Julia Roberts had a very sophisticated dress. It kind of looked like it was supposed to be a strapless with a a diamond-looking belt, but then she had almost like a button-up t-shirt that went along with it. It looked very... Very sophisticated. And then Kaylee Coco's dress. Oh, I love that. very beautiful. So. Yeah, she, I really like the flowers on her dress. So I think those four girls were like my top. I thought that Drew Barrymore looked really cute too. Yeah, she definitely pulled off a very nice pregnant dress. It didn't make her bigger than, you know, she is being pregnant. And I love that she said that they made her feel it made her feel very beautiful. Yeah, I agree with all those choices. I also loved uh, Sophia from Modern Family. I loved her dress was just kind of a simple, poofy black dress. And she had this gorgeous blue necklace that went with it. I just love her so much. I thought that looked good. But then going back down, back to Taylor, she had very simple black shoes, which kind of rounded out the whole dress. And on the back of her dress... The black tied into the back of her dress. Very classic. What did you guys think of her hairstyle? I liked it. I mean, it was definitely something she's worn before with the pinned up. It made her hair look a lot shorter than it was. I kind of like the length it was at, so I kind of wish she had it a little bit more down or at least more towards her shoulders, but it was very classic. Yeah, we've seen her do that hairstyle at a few different award shows. I'm kind of ready to see her try something new my favorite part of the red carpet show was jennifer lawrence sneaking up on taylor and the face she oh made. my god yes but it was just like she wanted to like attack her like what even was that face yeah i don't know but i'm pretty sure if i was ever that close to taylor i probably would have made the same face like the oh my gosh <laughs> I'm going to die or attack you or something. (laughs) Um, Of course, I wouldn't attack her, but. And I love that Taylor had no idea what was even going on. And then Ryan was like, oh, and you know, Jennifer Lawrence. And, you know, it was almost like two friends reuniting. And then her whole, Jennifer's whole comment of, I was going to, you know, push you down the stairs because you would have loved that and it would have been funny. And everything like that. And my whole thing is, only Jennifer Lawrence can say that and get away with it. If anybody else said that, it would not be funny at all. (laughs) No. But it was Jennifer Lawrence, and she's just Jennifer Lawrence like that. So you're just, like, dying laughing. And they were talking about, I remember on the red carpet, how Jennifer watched the CMAs and... She Taylor said that she texted her like a whole paragraph of like congratulations when she won. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. I loved how they were fangirling over each other because 
Taylor responded by saying how she was floored by Jennifer's performance in American Hustle. For me, it was just cool to see two huge celebrities fangirling over each other. Like, we fangirl over Taylor. And I love, like, that little, that little just segment that they did with Ryan. She was, like, in three different interviews. She was in Julia Roberts, her own, and then Jennifer Lawrence. Like, all in a row. Yeah, I agree, Haley. That was my favorite part of the red carpet. And then there was also a gif of, um, I think Entertainment Weekly had a vine. I think it was actually a vine I saw of her and Jennifer, like, hugging while walking on the red carpet. It was just so cute. I love them. They're such great friends. They need to hang out more. Oh, I was just going to say, I started watching Jennifer Lawrence back when she was on the the Bill Engvall show, like, back in 2008 or something. Um, And so I feel like just watching her grow up and she's just such a genuine person like Taylor is. And I've, I've been able to see both of them grow up. And so to know that they are friendly with each other and fangirl over each other is really cool. I love how both of them are really great role models for everybody because they both want to make like a difference in girls' self-esteem. That's definitely true. Yeah, unfortunately though, during the show, I feel like they didn't show Taylor much in the audience, um, which I guess was okay because sometimes you get people, random people saying, oh, why is Taylor Swift at this award show? And it just bothers me. But I felt like we we got to see most of Taylor during the red carpet event. Yeah, I agree. And I like I like how even though they didn't do any really close ups, you still got to pick her out in the crowd every time they scanned and you're like, There she is. Oh, there she is again. <laughs> yes, and she was sitting at a table with Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts and Harvey Weinstein. So that had to be she had to have had an amazing night, no matter what. But as we mentioned earlier, unfortunately, she didn't win. But I think we're all just really proud that she was nominated. And I think we mentioned earlier that One Chance hasn't even been released in the U.S. yet. And so to be nominated is quite an honor for her. In general, I just I love when she does songs for movies because it's so refreshing to see her write lyrics from the perspective of a totally different character from herself. Exactly. And she mentions that a lot when she talks about writing for movies because she likes to write from a different point of view. And so I th- I don't think this will be the last time we'll see her up for a Golden Globe. I think she'll keep writing for movies that inspire her. And who knows, maybe next year she'll get a nomination for The Giver. I definitely think that's a big possibility. Or at least, you know, have they might have another category that was just, you know, for the cast, like for the movie in general. So... You know, she'll be part of that. And that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm not sure if her role in it is big enough for, like, a supporting actress nomination. But even if, like, the movie itself won a Golden Globe, that'd be awesome that she would just be in that movie with yeah. them. So we have something to look forward to next year. Well, if anyone wants to tweet your reaction to Taylor's outfit or anything else about the Golden Globes, just shoot us a, t- a tweet or contact us on Facebook, anything And we'll be glad to read about your reactions. Uh, Next, we want to go into Ashley's concert segment. And she's going to talk about Keith Urban's show that she went to just the other night for his Light the Fuse tour. I'm really excited to talk about this. The whole time I was at the show, I was like thinking of things I wanted to say. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, 
I hope that our listeners enjoy the concert reviews. I know I reviewed Pink's concert like about a month ago. And I just think that, you know, I mean, Taylor is a great artist, but when she's not on tour and we're all in post-tour depression, there's always lots of other great shows that you can go out and see. And I try and see as many as I can. So this was the Keith Urban Light the Fuse tour. It started last year and then it continues into like the first month of this year so it was Keith Urban obviously as the headliner and then opening up for him were Little Big Town and Dustin Lynch and they are both really really talented actually what song does Dustin Lynch sing I think his biggest one is Cowboys and Angels okay yeah I like him a lot yeah he has Crank My Tractor and then he has a new song out called Hurricane and he did a really good job as like the opener opener I really enjoyed his set. And then Little Big Town, I've seen them at CMA Fest and a couple award shows, but this was the first time I saw them play like an extended set. They played, I think, about 10 songs, and I really, really enjoyed it, actually. Like, I've never gone and really downloaded their music before, but I might do that now. Yeah, they've been having some really big hits recently. Did they play Pontoon? Of course. Of course. Was that <laughs> What was their final song? Um, it was the Boondocks. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I love that one, too. And then, you know, they also have that song, Tornado. Yeah. And so for that, they did this really cool, like, wind effect on stage that just went with the song really well. And, was, you know, they're a group of four, so they have the two guys and the two girls. And I totally am forgetting all of their names, so I'm sorry. But, like, I feel like they do a really good job of each giving each other time on stage and like time to shine yeah i was happy for them because when you think about boondocks that was so many years ago and then it it seemed like they just they weren't really struggling but they just weren't having hits quite like pontoon so it's good to see them really gaining steam right now because they've worked so hard for so many years definitely so i think that he made a really good choice in having both of them as his openers and then Keith himself, of course, he's literally a rock god. He's so amazing. I've seen him in a lot of different settings. I've seen him headline a stadium. I've seen him before in an arena. I've seen him at a small show at a country bar. I've seen him at CMA Fest. And literally, no matter what the environment is, he just blows the roof off of every performance. I've seen him twice, and I loved it both times. He's so impressive. So I'm not surprised. So the interesting thing is that, so the last time I saw his headlining tour in 2011, that was the first like arena show of his that I'd seen. And he, and this tour was exactly the same in that he has really no like fancy things in his set. He has no costume changes. He has no time when he leaves the stage. He literally is playing nonstop for about two and a half hours. That is an amazing performer. And I mean, I've always thought Taylor's shows were pretty long, but I think the longest show she's had is what, about 18 or 19 songs? That sounds right. He played about 23 or 24 songs. Wow. I think guys have it easy because they don't they don't think about costume changes. They just think of what they want right. to wear. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he just throws on... They just can go from one right, to like the he next. He just throws on jeans and a t-shirt for every show, but it works for him. He doesn't need anything else because he's so talented. Even more interesting to me was the way that he started out this particular show. I don't remember how he if he had like more of an intro on the last time, but literally 
So you know how in between the opener and the headliner, there's always like instrumental music playing in the arena and, you know, the lights are up before they go down. Well, for him, so the lights were up. This was after Little Big Town. There's music playing. And then like with no warning or announcement, he literally just walks out onto the stage. (laughs) It was like you didn't even know the concert was about to start. Then he's just there. And then as soon as he's on the stage, like the whole atmosphere of the place just changes. And he played, he started out by playing an instrumental just arrangement. Like it wasn't even really a song. He was just sort of jamming on his guitar for a minute or two. And then the lights go down and then he goes into his first song. So I've never seen somebody make such a low key entrance, but like yet such a statement at the same time. That's really cool. And then the other thing is so I can't even count how many albums he's had out. I think what at least seven or eight, if not more. He's been releasing albums since the mid to late 90s. So he has a huge catalog. And even with playing 23 or 24 songs, it must be really, really difficult for him to choose what songs to play, because obviously everybody wants to hear something different. I think he did a really, really good job. And I think it was exactly what everybody wanted because he played what were probably like the six or seven like strongest songs off of his new record. And then all the rest were old songs. That's cool. Did he, I think in the previous shows I've seen, he actually came out into the crowd and he gave away a guitar to a very lucky audience member. Did he do anything like that? Yeah, I was going to get to that. He interacts with the crowd as much as he possibly can. So the first thing that he does, which he did this before too, is it's not like a Taylor show where everybody has posters. There's probably only about 20 or 30 people with posters or lights like in the whole crowd so the people that have it really stand out and he literally walks up to the stage with this huge light and a pair of binoculars and just goes scanning around the room reading everybody's signs and talking about them oh my gosh yeah so one girl had a sign that said keith urban will you dance with me and he brought her up on the stage and danced with her And then he was talking to her, asking her where she's from and everything. And then he brought out a reclining chair for her, sat her down in it and said, here, now you have the best seat in the house. And then said, I'll play any song you want. You can literally request any song right now. So she requested his song when or till summer comes around, which is from his Defying Gravity album. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, that's not a song that's part of his normal set list. So that was so cool. I mean, I've never seen somebody. She was so thrilled. Like, you could tell it really meant so much to her. And the whole crowd just loved it. And so she got to sit in that chair for the rest of the show? No, just for that song. But she was on stage for at least a good, like, five minutes. And then he took a selfie with her. Wow. That's so cool. Luckily, she had her phone with her when she ran up on stage. Yeah, I would be that person that would forget it and be like, no. Did he have the fan come up on the main stage or did he have a B stage? He had a B stage, but this was in the very beginning of the show. So this was on the main stage. So this was like maybe three or four songs into the concert. So he did that. And then that was really, really cool. So then about halfway through the concert, he makes his way to the B stage, which is pretty much the same size and position as Taylor's B stage. And He has, you know, two or three security people around him, but he really, really takes his time going through the crowd. He hugged and high-fived and 
whatever as many people as he possibly could like he's not i feel like it's not taylor's fault but because people you know go so crazy when she goes through the crowd they have to keep her moving really really quickly and so she doesn't get to stop as much but i guess his crowd is just tame enough that he's able to safely do that Mm-hmm. It was just really cool. Like he spent almost 10 minutes just going through the crowd. So then he went to the B stage. He was right in front of our seats then. So that was awesome getting to see him up close. And then he goes back through the crowd again, back to the main stage and finishes out the show. And then at the very, very end of the show for the last number, he runs up into the stands in a random section plays like literally to this like row of people that are in the section and then takes off his guitar and gives it to somebody wow that's so cool and if i were that person i i know that i would literally probably run out of the arena right after i got that guitar in my hand it's so cool to hear that he still does that because i saw him it had to have been at least three years ago and he was giving a guitar out at every show so it's it's cool to hear that he's still doing that i'll have to try to catch a show of his yeah he has a little bit left on this tour i don't know how many shows he still has left but i feel like yeah exactly what you said you know no matter how famous he's gotten he is one of those artists that you can really 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 see like taylor even though it might be in a different way that he shows it that he really appreciates everybody coming out there and he doesn't take fame for granted he really puts all that he has into every show and actually, his his ticket prices are lower than Taylor's, but I would pay even more for him. Like, he truly is a rock god. Yeah, I always thought it would be really awesome if he and Brad Paisley had a, a tour together and they both went out because they're such amazing guitarists. And I just think they would put on an amazing show. That, that would be really awesome. Unfortunately, I think they're both big enough that they don't really need to and probably won't do that. Yeah, it would have to be like kind of what Kenny and Tim McGraw did where they, over a summer, they did stadium tours. Right, because they're so big that it would need to be a stadium. Yeah. Well, so do you have any other concerts coming up soon? Well, actually, in about two weeks, I'm going to the East Coast and our host Jill and I are going to see Luke Bryan at Madison Square Garden. Which will be awesome. I love Luke. I've never seen a full-length concert of his, and I've never been to Madison Square Garden, so I'm super excited. Yeah, that'll be a great show. I missed him. And so um, he's supposed to have some kind of announcement this week. I'm hoping he'll give more tour dates so I can catch him. So, yeah, if you guys have a chance to catch Keith Urban or Luke Bryan, I would highly recommend it. I'm sure I'll have lots to say about the Luke Bryan show when I come back from that trip. Yeah, and so we'll keep you updated with Ashley's concert segment. If you guys have anything to say about Keith or Luke, feel free to tweet us. Uh, Next, we want to talk about some new fan projects that are coming up. Definitely, and this one is really cool. I'm a proud Swifty with a T-Y at the end, is organizing an MP3 project for Taylor, and she wants fans to send her a piece of audio that is no longer than three minutes long, of something you want Taylor to hear. And it could be like you singing, playing an instrument, or just telling Taylor how much you love her or how, what she means to her. Basically anything in three minutes. And she's going to edit it all together and put it on an MP3 player to give to Taylor when she is in London. If you want to be part of that, you can. You can record your voice on any recording device and email it to her as an audio or upload it to YouTube so she can download it. And if you have any questions about any of this, or if you need help, 
You can contact her on Taylor Connect at I'm a proud Swifty, or you can email her at Taylor's MP3 Project at gmail.com. And we will also have that on our website at theswiftcast.com if you need some help with that. And next we're going to give you a quick update on the upcoming Red shows. Taylor's on a break right now for the Red Tour, but on February 1st, 2nd, and 4th, she'll be in London. On February 7th, she'll be in Berlin. And then on February 10th and 11th, she'll be back in London, and the Vamps will be opening for Taylor in London. I'm still really confused about... I'm sorry, I was gonna, I'm was i so confused about how they're going to transport the set from London to Germany back to London. I still don't get it. I don't get it either. Taylor was just talking today about, I don't know where I read this, but she said that the reason why there was such a long gap of time between Australia and the UK shows is so that she would have enough time to ship everything over so that they would get the full show experience. So hopefully... They have something up their sleeve. I don't know. We'll just have to find out. I mean, she specifically said, she said, I don't want anybody to get a stripped down version of the show. I want everybody to get the full experience. So I'm sure they have a plan. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how they handle that. But and it'll just be exciting for us to be tweeting about the Red Tour again. So next, we have some really exciting news that you've probably been waiting for and You know, we hate to keep you in suspense, but now we're going to talk about our giveaways. So as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we just closed our contest for the red zip-up hoodie from the 13 Days of Taylor that we're giving away. And we're very excited to announce the winner, who is at Falling Swiftly on Twitter. So hopefully you're listening, and if you know this person, you can tell them that they won and congratulate them because they need to get in contact with us within the next seven days after this episode comes out, and hopefully we'll hear from them. But if we don't, then we will pick and announce a new winner. And now for our reminders, please, please, please hit subscribe button on iTunes, and it will automatically download the latest episode for you. You don't have to do anything. It's amazing, and if you want, you can leave us a review and rate us five stars. We would love you forever. And if you're listening to this episode and didn't know we had a bonus episode that was just released a little bit ago, you should go and listen to that because we had our friends at I Heard That Was Good come on and we talked to them and they were pretty cool, so you should listen to that. That was such a fun episode. You definitely need to listen. It was too funny. Yeah, definitely check it out. So next week, what do you guys think Taylor's going to do? I think that she's going to get her nomination for the Oscars. And maybe we will see her do a little ballerina dance. (laughs) In her little ballerina shoes. Yeah, I think those are both good. I think she's going to get a nomination and we'll probably see her doing more dance classes. Uh, the Grammy Awards are only two weeks away now. And I don't know. I have a weird feeling that maybe she's doing these dance lessons for something for the Grammys. We'll have to see. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. And we can't wait to see you again next episode. So for now, this has been Steph. Ashley. And Haley. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. 
The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney Anshuck. Check out our affiliate, taylorswiftcloset.com, your number one source for Taylor Swift fashion. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.